Welcome to BSD Talk, number 211. It's Sunday, January 29, 2012. I just want to welcome everyone to the new year. I hope you had a safe and happy holidays, whether your new year was celebrated in uh, at the beginning of January or recently with the Chinese New Year. Anyway, here is the first interview of the year. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Deb Goodkin. She's the Director of Operations for the FreeBSD Foundation. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So I think we've met, I, I couldn't even count the number of times at the various conferences, and you've been manning the booth at the, uh, at the various places. And, you know, I thought it would be great to talk with you and learn a little bit about your role with the FreeBSD Foundation. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I think we met a couple of times. So we'll start with you and then work our way towards the FreeBSD Foundation. Um, you know, how did you get involved with computers and FreeBSD in general? And then how did that lead you into the foundation? Well, um, I guess it was two separate things. Uh, leading into computers is uh, from college. I majored in computer engineering and uh, got a master's in electrical engineering, and it was just something I enjoyed. And I worked in the industry um, starting with IBM uh, many years ago in the storage industry and writing firmware and software. And so I've I've basically done that most of my working life. And then what got me interested in FreeBSD really was um, I before I joined the foundation, I really didn't know about FreeBSD. I did work with Unix in college, but I was employed by the foundation first before I really knew anything about FreeBSD. In what capacity were you employed? Well, um, so Justin, who is the founder, is he is located here in Boulder, Colorado, and he uh, has a day job, and as do all the other volunteers on the board. And at the time, there were three board members, and uh, Justin really couldn't do everything. And, um, and so he decided he wanted to hire someone. And so he went to the HR person at his company and asked her for help on how do you go about looking for someone. And uh, fortunately for me, uh, that HR person is a really good friend of mine. So she gave him advice, but she also said, well, by the way, I have a friend who's an engineer and um, who's looking for work. And so Justin got all excited. <laughs> um, and so we actually so we met for lunch and we talked about what what he was looking for, for someone to run the foundation. And to me, it was just something totally different than what I had done before. Uh, I'd always worked low-level engineering, never worked with operating systems. And then, and this was just a whole other side of, of you know, sort of being in the tech world, but being able to run a business. So it's, it was the whole business side. And so anyway, we uh, he decided to hire me, and that was back in, uh, let's see, August of 2005. It's been over five years now. Now, did they slide an offer across the table along with a CD of FreeBSD? <laughs> well, um, I did do some research on FreeBSD to understand it and, and talk to Justin. Uh, he's so passionate about it. 
And so, it, so we actually started as a consultant because that's what I had been doing for about 10 years. And, um, and so because he didn't really know what it would, what the work would involve, I mean, he knew what he wanted me to do, but there's just so much involved in running a business and um, offloading things from him that it was sort of like a trial and see how, if he was happy with, with me, and then if I liked working for the company and then they decided to give me an offer in January. So I've been an actual employee since that January 2006. For those who are not familiar with the foundation, what kinds of things does it do and, and what are some of its major objectives? There's, there's like We say there's three areas that we, what we do, what our mission is, is to support the FreeBSD project and community worldwide. And so what, how we do that is we, uh, we fund or sponsor conferences all around the world. And typically I'd say there's up to eight conferences that we will support yearly. And then we help fund uh, developers to travel to these conferences. And so, so that's a big portion of our funding. Uh, second would be, well, the largest would be then the project development. And so historically, people have come to us with proposals of projects that they would like to do, and then we decide whether uh, those are feasible and whether we have the money. And so we'll, we'll do project funding. And uh, the third other area that we help the project is uh, with legal help. So, so we are a legal entity. We're actually a corporation. And... Uh, the project really is just uh, a group of volunteers. It's not, uh, it's, it's not a legal entity. And so if they need to sign, like, uh, if they need, like, a license agreement for something that they want to use, then they'll go to the foundation and we will um, sign that license for them. Or if they have, if they need help legally, uh, for example, someone wants to sue them or, you know, I mean, just something that we can help them get legal um, help and advice. So some examples maybe of the licensing thing would be the agreement with Sun Microsystems for Java? Yes. Although I guess now that situation's a bit different, <laughs> different company. But we don't. <laughs> that is, and that is something that yearly we, uh, we always had to um, update that and get or renew the license. So we have a Coverity, I think it's Coverity license. Um, some other uh, licenses, we joined PCI uh, so we could get the specs for developers. And then what we do, since we're bound by a license agreement, that uh, we then we we create an NDA that a developer will sign so that they can get access to something like that. And not an uncontroversial topic. Um, okay. So you know, clearly sponsoring uh, projects and sponsoring conferences and paying for lawyers and all these other things takes money. What What's the primary source of funds for the foundation? Well, we're 100% funded by donors. And roughly, what's the operating budget of the foundation? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, Sorry, put, putting you on the spot, right? <laughs> for, for numbers. <laughs> well, and, and I don't mind saying it. It's just that right now I don't have that number in front of me. Gotcha. Or maybe maybe a better question is, you know, you've got some various fundraising campaigns, um, and I don't know whether you have a sense of what your average fundraising campaign is, is looking for and how often you achieve those goals. Well, typically what we do is, is we have we fundraise throughout the year, and and then 
what we've done in the past is we've always come out at the end of the year with a big fundraising campaign or an appeal that because this is we're we're trying to reach a certain goal and um, and the end of the year is typically when people make their donations. So over the course of the year, like last year, we raised four hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars, and our goal was actually four hundred thousand. Uh, the year before, I think we raised about two hundred eighty. I could say over the last three years, we raised over a million. And so what we do is we determine what we what our budget's going to be. And right now, we haven't finalized our budget, but uh, we're pretty close to finalizing our budget. So, for example, for this year, we want to have a spending budget of five hundred thousand. And so, we plan to set our fundraising goal to five hundred thousand this year, which is really the most ambitious goal that we've had so far. And uh, and because of that, we're really going to start pushing our fundraising efforts now, yeah, you know, at the start of the year, so that we can we will know earlier on that we do have the funding instead of waiting till the end of the year and wondering, are we going to get the money or not? Because I'd say that last year's fundraising effort by December 1st, we had met about half of our goal. We were at about 200000 And so, um, so it was a little stressful knowing yeah, or not knowing whether we're really going to receive the money or not. Unfortunately, people pulled through and, um, and made donations. And it was great. I mean, we're just we're so grateful for all the donations that come in, and and a lot of times with those donations come little uh, comments, and it's just and I love reading the comments. It's they're from you know you guys rule to you know I would like to see this feature implemented, things like that. That raises the question: Do you uh, support people donating specifically to a particular project or a particular feature request, or are most of your donations just thrown into a, a single pot of money? It's really a single pot of money, and uh, what we but what we like is to hear from what people want because that really helps us direct where we want to spend the money. But right now, we do not. Uh, we really we earmark money for certain, uh, you know. For a certain amount for projects and a certain amount for hardware and things like that. But if if you wanted to support individually, you know, like the IPv6 project, uh, we we don't. That would be called a restricted donation. And right now, we we don't handle things like that. So once you do have your um, your fundraising campaign to its completion, how do you go about deciding which projects you're going to support and which conferences? You know, is there a larger body of voting members, or is it a small group of board members that decide what you're going to do? Well, right now it is just the, the board members that decides. But we will, like if it's a project, and and all of the board members are hands-on people. They have worked on the operating system, and so they're very familiar with it. And so maybe just that we know as a board or certain people in on the board may know this feature is really important, that people out there really want this and the dollar amount is realistic and so so we'll discuss it we have a monthly meeting and um, and so we'll discuss the uh, potential projects and then we'll vote on them and um, and usually it goes back and forth with the developer on you'll have questions and stuff and so we don't 
go ahead and say, oh, yeah, we need to spend our money, and, you know, here, go ahead. It's really conservative with our spending. And if we don't really don't know much about that that project, then one of the board members will take it on as an action item to talk to someone out there in the project, in the FreeBSD project, to find out uh, more about what this entails and, you know, is does it, the community, community or the user base, do they, would they really want a feature like this? And so, uh, so, and so that's sort of how we go about deciding whether, uh, what projects we're going to fund. We do uh, send out a solicitation once or twice a year asking for project proposals. And, but we also get project proposals, um, submitted all the time too. And then as far as conferences go, uh, you have your standard conferences right now that we find the the big ones, which are Euro BSD Con, BSD Can, and Asia BSD Con. Those are the three main ones. And then you have other like smaller ones that it might be in a new area like uh, Kiev uh, in the Ukraine. They've had a conference the last couple of years, and so uh, those are smaller conferences. They ask for less money. And we see this as a good way to really um, expand the FreeBSD base and, and to really to promote FreeBSD in these other countries where it's not it's not as big. And then we have and then there's MeetBSD, which is in California, and then there's one in Poland and uh, conferences in New York and Washington D.C. And so we want to when we know that they're really a legitimate um, conference conference that we want to support it and so so we have a budget um you know we will only spend a certain amount on them so if if a bunch come in and we don't have the money then we don't we're not able to to sponsor for that year but then we'll remember it for the following year if they come back and ask for money another area is um vendor summits we had two this last year and so that's something we really want to encourage, and we would like to start sponsoring those too. And besides sending money or, or handing it over to you across the booth and taking a hat, what are some other ways that people who are interested in helping out the FreeBSD Foundation can help? Well, I, the biggest thing would be financially. And so we accept donations many different ways. One, like you said, would be at conferences where We'll give you merchandise for a donation, and so and that's sort of a fun way to do it. Um, you can go to our website, which is freebsdfoundation.org, and we have a donate page, and we accept uh, donations online through PayPal and Donate Now, and you can send a check. We have people wire us funds, uh, so it's real, so the process is is really easy to donate money. Uh, we also are hoping that individuals will approach their companies and um, and talk to them about making a donation. And one thing that we do and we're really and we're hoping to to grow is to visit more companies that use FreeBSD and that really helps them understand how they can work with FreeBSD more and we're really trying to get these companies to promote FreeBSD uh, by giving us testimonials and and stories of their uses. And, and then we're also hoping that they will also contribute. Do you have a sense of your mixture of donors, whether it's primarily small donors, you know, $20, $100, or mostly large companies providing uh, money to the foundation? For us to have reached the 
over 400000 Most of that money came from large donations. But we, but when you look at the 807 individual don, donations that we received, most of those were um, just small individual donations. And a lot of those, too, were made up of multiple donations from an individual person. So through, throughout the year, you might have someone who uh, may donate uh, $50 a month. And so we count that as one donation, or one donor, I mean. So if you look at the 807, I would say it's probably close to 800 of our individual donations or donors. Because if you look at our our donor list on our website, uh, you see the, the major corporations on the top who've made who've made larger donations. Wonderful. So, do you have any uh, tidbits or nifty pieces of information about projects that you're going to be? looking to support coming up or any particular features that people may want to uh, give it a little extra money for so that can happen? Well, um, one thing actually that we're going to start working on, and and this is new to us, is that we would really like to support larger, some larger projects. And we have a list of those projects that, uh, that we'd like to do um, that we will post on our website. We haven't posted that yet. And because they're so large, uh, we're going to hire people to help us back those projects, do the framework for it. So then, rather than someone coming to us with a proposal, in this way we've actually hired someone sort of to create that, and and we'll have uh, what the the, uh, cost should be and how long it should take and how many people would be involved. And then we would have that, that we could use to um, then hire a developer or multiple developers to uh, work on that particular project. And what we're hoping that with that is that since the spec and the framework will be on our website, you can actually see a dollar in that, and so this project might be $100,000 or a quarter of a million. And then a company could see this and say, this is something we really would like, and and hopefully in seeing the dollar amount that we need that they will give us a contribution, um, you know, towards that. And, and it wouldn't be like a restricted one. It would be just like they see this project is going to cost us $250,000, and so they might donate 100000 because knowing that that will help get this, this project through. So some of those projects that we're really hoping to support this year um, are event and fault management framework uh, there's another one, uh, system regression test infrastructure. Another one is uh, port packaging, installation, and upgrade improvements. And we have a list of, there's probably about three more items on that list that, that hopefully we'll post in because we, we want people out there to see what we really would like, what's needed in FreeBSD, what's been needed for a long time, and what we'd really like to support. So those are those are like the three big ones. We currently have two right now um, that we're funding that we have announced. Those are the um, implementing the audit ghosty demon, and then the other one is um, the IPv6 performance analysis. We have a third one that uh, we just approved, and uh, the developer has just started working on it, and so we'll, we'll have an announcement going out hopefully in the next couple weeks on that one. So we have, like, smaller projects that individuals have come to us that we've accepted. And so those are just getting kicked off now. 
so really, I mean, when we look out forward, it, it's really exciting because we have money to spend because we've been, you know, we've been conservative and we've been sitting on our money and, and we want to spend it and want things that people have, you know, have been previously for a long time. And we just, we want to get these things um, implemented and out there. Well, it sounds like an exciting uh, group of projects, and it, I'm glad to hear that the funding is coming in. And from the sounds of it, um, the funding sources are, are not uh, drying up, but seem to be getting more and more generous. It's, it seems like that. It's just that we never know what's coming in. <laughs> and so um, so it doesn't make our lives a little stressful, but um, and so it would be nice to have more control on that and to know things are, are coming in. But we're growing and we're learning. And I think just one big change that we've made in the last year or a couple of years is going out and visiting companies. And it has been so educational for both us and those companies that we're visiting. And it's just really, it's really helped grow uh, good relationships, not only with us, but with those companies in the FreeBSD community, getting, you know, contacts uh, to each other and, um, and also getting those companies to start uh, providing some FreeBSD developers and committers to the project. Well, are there any other things you'd like to make sure people know about the foundation and your work? Well, one thing that we really want to promote this year is we really want to help our work on marketing FreeBSD. And so one thing that we're going to do is uh, we're currently working on brochures to hand out at conferences, and one will be just on FreeBSD, and then the other will be on FreeBSD 9, which and that's the one that we're currently working on, so we can get that out hopefully soon. But the other the other area is just really trying to get a co-marketing initiative with uh, companies and where they can use some type of slogan that we create, like BSD Inside, something that really shows all these companies that use BSD or FreeBSD and, re- and letting the world know that they use it. And so to not only including... Uh, FreeBSD on their marketing literature, but also having them provide us testimonials that we could put on our website, which is something that we've been doing, but also uh, transfer those over to the project's website so that they have access to those too. And the other thing that I've been working with is, um, or on is working with developers who, um, who have received grants from us and uh, getting their stories on how, well, how the foundation has helped them or how, um, what their story has been with FreeBSD. So maybe not even a person who has received a a grant from us, but someone out there who might be, uh, maybe, I don't know, so they may do websites and they use FreeBSD and hearing their stories. And uh, and some of the stories that we've received are just, they're so interesting to read. And um, and so that's one thing that I'm really trying to work on is, is getting more uh, user stories. Well, that's definitely a project I can get behind, you know. Getting the stories out there is something I'm clearly uh, yeah. <laughs> very interested in doing. Well, maybe I can get your story sometime. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you for taking some time to uh, talk to us about the foundation. And uh, I look forward to seeing more successful goals and another successful year of fundraising. Okay. Well, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity for talking. All right. Thank you.
Okay, thanks. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 211.